We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show Friday Fives. It's going to be rapid fire today. Scott's battling a tropical storm. He could lose power at any moment. <laughs> We're also battling West Coast baseball. If you stayed up for those 10 p.m. start games, why would be the first question I would ask you. That's not that's not fair. I stayed up for them. I stayed, stayed up, up for to them. the end. The end. I stayed up for 1.45 yeah, for, in the morning. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty... I mean, you know, you know my drill. I don't sleep very well, so I, I'm up a lot. You need to start sleeping. Is I am up a lot. I function at a high level with without much sleep. To be honest, I do. Yeah. Performance enhancing drugs, probably. I do drink a lot. <laughs> I might have an alcohol problem. Um, there's a there's a kid that like makes you stay up or makes you get up in the morning, so you really have no choice. So I think the body has just like said, this is what needs to happen. It doesn't matter what happens at night. You just got to get up and do the other things. And that's where we are. Since we moved into my house, Harrison's been waking up an hour earlier than he was previously. So that's been fun. Otherwise, any disruption, any disruption adds that nice little wrinkle. But yeah. But yeah, tropical storm coming in, coming in hot. Things coming in hot. Does the storm have a name? I have not seen the name yet. Uh, yeah, it was in the text message that I sent you that says I have a tropical storm up my ass. Let's let's uh, let's start recording so so I don't lose power. Um, What's it called? It is called. Hold on, I'll find it real quick. Okay, it is on. It's, it's called oh, Elsa. 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 Got it. All right. Let's start with the first takeaway for Friday Fives. The- first of all, let's let's talk about something real quick. We just won a series. Okay, we just won a series. That, that's good. We didn't we didn't lose. The series, we won the series. The bats came out for the most part, and yeah, uh, for the and, two games that they won, 
and hats. Well, that's what happens. You win games when you hit usually. Well, we're going to talk about it in 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 I just wanted the, to the I wanted to start the show with some positivity here Do because think I think there's a soul out there listening that is not aware the Yankees took 2 out of 3 from No, I just I just need to I need to combat the the recent like frustration that everybody feels with a little bit of positivity. Bats were going. Thank you Seattle. I mean, you should love this because Seattle hates you. The you greater think? Seattle area, the the Seattle Tacoma area, whatever you call that area, they hate you. Ever since Robinson Cano and the article that you wrote and you called them a bunch of names and you played into the stereotype, I think it's still to this day one of the highest viewed articles on BronxPinstripes.com. And that says a lot because we've gotten some articles that have, have definitely gotten their way around it. That one in particular went off and the region of the PAC Northwest was heavy with the hate. Heavy with the hate. They were sensy. They were sensitive because they, at their core, they knew I was right about Robinson Cano in that contract. Whether they were, whether you were right or you were wrong, they hate you. So you should, you should take a little bit Did of. Did we ever figure out how that got this. picked up, like in the Seattle area? Did that go on Reddit or something? I think it was on Reddit and then a few of their, uh, a few blogs, Seattle blogs, and it was in comments. And yeah, it made the rounds. Made the rounds. Made the rounds. Okay, are you ready to do Friday Fives? Let's go. Number one, the analytics nerds got some heat this week for the Yankees. And Joel Sherman sat down with um, assistant GM and vice president Mike Fishman, who runs the Yankees nerd department. And he had some questions for the man. And then he wrote an article. And Joel Sherman, I think, is a well-respected writer, especially in the New York area. So, So it got some attention. And I read the article and it wasn't so much a Q&A as a recapping of, of what their conversation was. But I think Sherman asked him appropriate questions. And he also uh, quoted from other AL, AL executives, quote, they have eyeballs, scouts, and meetings, but I think it's weighted 90-10 towards analytics just by the moves that they have made. And then Sherman questioned Fishman on these. He said, do you think the team is too right-handed heavy? They're too one-dimensional. They're not um, They're not athletic. They don't seem to have good baseball IQ. And Fishman completely denied this, said, no, 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 we're doing things the right way. Look at Tampa. Look at the Dodgers. Look at the Red Sox. These are analytically driven front offices, and they've had success being analytically driven front offices. No one's denying that analytics don't work. It's just maybe the Yankees haven't deployed them in the best method. I think that's where Sherman was going with this. At least that's where how I interpret it. And then Sherman asked him to point out some examples of the scouting department and the analytics department working hand in hand, and maybe the scouting department winning the day on a couple of decisions. And Fishman, in Sherman's words, stumbled over the answers, backtracked, didn't really say anything for 10 seconds, and then had a non-answer. Whether you want to say that was Sherman exaggerating, or maybe it was an unfair question, or or whatever you want to say. That, why is that an unfair question? Why is not it, an unfair, that, It's that not just, an unfair question. All that's, all that's doing is asking if there are multiple voices in the room. Are we looking at this from different perspectives, or are we only looking at this in one, from one angle? The Yankees preach different voices. That's the whole... Do you remember the whole thing around the J-Hap, Debbie Garcia? Um, ALDS thing last year. It was, we're just in the room with Aaron Boone and his coaches presenting the information. We're just one voice in the room of many. But I think 
that one voice. But it goes deeper than being in the room with Aaron Boone has on, more a, power. on a daily basis. It, it goes deeper than the in, in season stuff. It's it's beyond that. It's it's preparation. It's it's how you uh you build the you build the team. So I mean it goes it happens well before that. Now now are those are those meetings are those meetings are they just one part of the room? Are they just one piece of the puzzle at that point? Or is this really just driven by numbers and and they're they're money balling the shit out of this thing with in theory, an unlimited amount of money, unless you put an arbitrary date uh, deadline on the or the uh, cap. Uh, a line a cap on the amount of money that you can that you can spend. So, don't you think though there's an argument to be made if we're going to build the roster with analytics, we need to make decisions for games with analytics because that's how we could get the most out of the players. No, I mean, I mean, you're asking the wrong person here because I'll shit all over no, this. No, I'm playing. I, I don't agree with that statement. First well, of all, I don't think the roster should you're looking at be... two different, your analytics are based on a larger sample size and you're trying to make in-game decisions based on uh, uh, things that are That's have to do with a sample size. I don't, I don't get that. You can't narrow down a sample size and, and, and put it on the day and say that this is, you can't divide it by 365 of a year and say, well, Today, this is what it is. No, it, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. So I, 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 the fact that he's stumbling over the answers, like one, I'm glad Joel Sherman is going going to him and asking him these questions because it, it's absolutely warranted in the way that they're putting this team. And, you know, to, to look at the, and to use this as a fallback answer of the Red Sox and the Tampa Rays and the Dodgers, well, fine, you can look at them because they, they, they do use analytics. They do use analytics. There's no doubt. But there certainly is a different combination. They they have a different a different algorithm in the way that they use their analytics because they have a different construction of their team. Their the the lineup construction, the roster construction looks and feels very different from the way that the nerds of the Yankees are looking at their numbers and pumping out you know the correct answers or what they think are the correct answers. So you can say that another team uses analytics, but that's like saying another team uses scouts. Okay, what does that mean? That doesn't mean shit. That's a total cop out answer. It's a total, it's it's just trying to deflect, and it's trying we use to say, scouts. Well, they yeah. use scouts, so clearly it's the right way. And to go. also, you can't compare. No, I don't think any team in baseball can compare themselves to the Rays, specifically, especially the Yankees, because even though the Rays are completely analytically driven, they almost have to be with the amount of money they're willing to spend on their roster. It's not the same situation the Yankees are in. Anyway, I think I think it was fair heat that Fishman and the analytics department got as as the team was coming off a series loss to the Mets. That's when this article went up on Monday. So uh, if you have not read it, go check it out. Uh, Joel Sherman uh, in the uh, what is he? The winning the day quote is just it's daily news. I don't know. It's good. It's a good quote because winning winning the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, we're, we're talking about something that's so simple. Like do the do the scouts, the baseball guys. Do they get a W here and there? Do they do they do they feel good about themselves on a on a Wednesday? It's also really hard to quantify like who who technically won the day on that move, right? It's like I'm just the, but the it's it's more of a, of of a backdrop of how you're looking at it. You're 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 the way that the way that he's asking the question makes it makes it so minuscule of it's like a, a, of a win question. for them. Yeah, I know it's a great. It's actually because a Fishman, very good question because well, you can answer it by Sherman saying, knows of what course he's they doing. win the day. They win a day. They all win days. How? They, they, Give they me go an example. Forth. Give but, me an example. <laughs> so you could do that. You could absolutely root it in certain in areas, but it's a loaded question in the way that the if, if he doesn't answer it or have like any kind of a decent answer, he didn't. 
didn't. It's just, it's so clear that it's just, you know, an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. Speaking of eye test versus nerd test, Justice Sheffield, who was shipped out to the, well, was, was brought in for Andrew Miller, and, uh, along with Clint Frazier, along with, uh, if you can name him. Fire Eisen. Fire Eisen, that JP Fire Eisen. And wasn't Ben Heller part of and that? And Ben Heller too? was in that deal as well. Yeah. yeah. So brought in uh, via trade and shipped out via trade for Fire James Paxton. It's a great baseball name. Fire Eisen worked a great out name. for the Yankees. His mom yelled at me on Twitter a couple times. <laughs> Um, but Justice Sheffield, uh, was, was he had, he started the season well in Seattle. I remember his early numbers. I was like, Oh, here we go. Well, uh, last and, year he was really good in the 60 And, and then season. he's just not, not performed well. And honestly, he just looked completely overmatched in yeah. this, in this game. Uh, so the beginning of that game, I was like, I don't think this dude's going to make it out of the first inning. Uh, when, when he got back up to the top of the order, I, I, I started, you know, he, feeling for him a little bit because he had no chance on the Giancarlo three run blast. He even looked back like, oh, I got to see where this thing's going to land. Because <laughs> he was like, he hit the piss out of that. I got to see the where piss this out thing of that lands. Ball. He was a line the shot the off ball. the upper deck. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it was the best offensive performance of the season for the Yankees. Most hits, 18. Most runs, 12. Voight had the five-hit game. Giancarlo, first inning homer. DJ, three-hit game. You were worried that Justice Sheffield was going to shut them down. Well, um, that's just more so the you know the, the feeling I mean, of yeah how that goes. Everyone knows you're the cynical one on this show. The matchup is actually very good when you look at uh, you know <laughs> light throwing lefty pitcher. Branded. Yeah, you should you should absolutely murder the ball when that guy throws it, and thankfully they did. They you know they treat it. So I mean, when you look at Justice Sheffield, just to like go even deeper here and have some a little bit of fun with this trade because it seems like we're always talking about who wins and who loses a trade with the Seattle Mariners. And in fact, like in most times, I think <laughs> in almost a every time, everyone's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever wins the trade. So I think they just keep going yeah. until someone wins the trade, but you, you don't know. It's, yeah. Well, I think uh, what happens first, someone, uh, Brian Cashman uh, wins a Mariners trade or is no longer the Yankees GM. <laughs> like what happens first? I think it's just going to end in a draw. Yeah. It's pretty sad to see those trades that have gone back and forth with the, uh, with the Mariners just really just. Just a bunch of hot steaming dumps all over the baseball field. The number three thing is that Jamison Tyon had his best start of the season also in the game that the Yankees had their best uh, offensive output. Of, of Right? That was the same game. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. It's 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 uh, It's been a long week. But anyway, uh, the Yankees were waiting for someone to have a good start because it had just been a string of bad starts. And especially after Garrett Cole did not give them a strong start in the doubleheader. It's like, okay, who's going to finally step up in this rotation? It was Tyon, season high, seven innings, one run allowed, which is also best for the number of innings. And he had uh, nine strikeouts, which was his season high. His trend has been good start, bad start, good start, bad start. And that's how it's been the last, I think, six times I looked at this game log. Last six starts, you can do good, bad, good, bad, good, bad. Uh, so, like, what are you making of? of Tyon at this point we're, we're no, I mean, are we past the he's working back phase? I think we're past the working back phase, but I think we're now into the new, the new developmental phase that we'll name as like, he's figuring he's, he's in a tinkering mode. He's, he's feel when, when I'm talking about him being working back and fully back, I think health, that's the first thing they go to, right? Health. You, you want to make sure that you're physically healthy, you're physically back, you feel good, you can do everything, you're not limited in what you can do. 
not, not only from a physical standpoint, but also a mental standpoint, because I think that's a big piece of it as well. Mentally, you are prepared and ready and, and have full confidence that your body can do it. Um, I think that's the next hurdle once you feel physically good. And so I, we're not in any, we're, we're in, we're still in no man's land with him. We're, we're in kind of a purgatory area, but we're in a tinkering area. So physically good. I don't think he's working back, but now we need to see if he can use the sample that he has, which is significant of the first half of the year and make those adjustments and improve on it for the second half of the year. So look, I'm still optimistic when I see starts like that and I see the breaking stuff, like his curveball's good. He, he, it falls off the, off the, uh, off the charts. And when he can locate the fastball, he's, he's got a good arsenal that, that in theory should be effective, really should be. So I'd like to see him continue to improve, get out of this 500, uh, zone of, of good start, bad start, and, uh, you know, make some leaps in the second half. So we'll see physically looks good, uh, you know, pitch deeper into the game as well. So you know, this is a this is a good thing for July eighth. If we're hearing about Jamison Tyon, uh, you know, pitching seven innings, nine strikeouts, like that's a positive thing. We would take that. That's a that because we're all worried about his health, yeah, right? In a vacuum, a we'd thing. obviously take that. But it's, again, it's like where's the consi- we have not seen any consistency out of no consistency. And but again, and maybe that's part of the working back part. Phase of, but, 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 so I just asked you, gonna, are we? Are we finally over? When are we going to be over the working back phase? Because that's, we're, that's we're what I said. I think we're past the working back phase. Okay. And I think we're now in the phase that we're feeling good mentally, feeling good physically. And now we need to see the more, the, uh, him be more consistent and actually, uh, you know, improve the result. That's next steps for him. I it's think just, so. Don't, don't in your next start get knocked out in the second inning. Like, <laughs> just yeah, have, a quality because start. Because that's how, that's how that bad it's today. been. That's how bad it's been, like every other start. Yeah. How about speaking of uh, starting a game or maybe not starting a game or Aaron Boone just being Aaron Boone? Freaking um, ridiculous. Domingo Herman scratched from the start with an emergency root canal. Okay. Uh, and then still pitching the game. Still right. pitching the game. <laughs> because I read the article, I was reading hoax notes about this too, and just to like find out the 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 reason that Boone gave. I'm not saying this is a reason why it happened. I'm just saying this is the reason that Boone gave, because that's usually what we're looking for. And at three o'clock Pacific time, I'm assuming he was still unsure, unsure. So at that point, three o'clock, well, that's four, four, uh, four hours before the game, still a good amount of time. He's making decisions relatively early saying, okay, we, we don't have him. Nick Nelson. How, how much time does Nick Nelson need to get ready for a start? The answer, the answer is none. He just needs to warm up in a bullpen because that's what he's used to doing anyway. He doesn't need to mentally prepare. Well, they tried for a start. that before, if you remember, in like the second week of the season. He but, got a But you don't, over. if you're gonna do that, you don't need that much time. It's a matter of time of how it's much fine. of how I much no Domingo Herman needs, but they still brought him in. I, well, it's just like if you're go- okay, he has the emergency root canal. That sucks. I don't know. The don't night know. before. I don't know what happened. No, it was in the morning. He had the root canal. Okay, it was overnight. I, I read night before. It could have been early morning hours, but Boone's in. I watched the clip of Boone talking about it. He said he had it late morning in Seattle. Okay, well then keep talking, and I'll see if I'm wrong. <clears throat> okay, fine. You, New segment. I don't know, wh- I don't know why wrong, Scott or Boone. <laughs> I don't know why Domingo Herman needed an emergency root canal. Maybe is whatever the reason is that sucks. So yeah, scratch him from the start. That's probably not a pleasant day. I don't want him starting that night. Why then are you going to bring him in halfway through the game if he wasn't good enough to, if at 7 p.m. local time, 
he's not well enough to pitch. Why at 9.15 local time is he all of a sudden well enough to pitch? It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, late morning root canal. I was wrong. I saw the tw- about 12 hours after undergoing the emergency procedure. That's where it threw me off, the 12 hours, which I'm doing math in my head, and I still... Okay, so I if he had he, it, he entered, no, that's when he entered the game. Okay, I was looking at right, this. So time. if he had the root canal at 10 a.m., he entered the game at fine, 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's fine. He he entered the game late. It was uh, not from the start of the game either. Either way, it doesn't matter. It was the morning. It was overnight. It doesn't matter. The guy was uh, out, and then he was somehow in because because what happened was what is that Boone was. had gone by him. Uh, Boone said that her mind was still questionable about around three p.m., prompting the switch. But Herman's condition improved about two and a half hours later. And he was very excited in the way he threw the ball. But still, two and a half hours later said, you're not starting to, yeah, you can throw. I just just give just, him the day at that point. Like yeah, mentally, just give him the day. Give him the day. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're not doing him any favors. Luckily, the Yankees still won the game. But what kind of position are you putting Domingo Herman mentally? is not ready to pitch that night. I'm sorry. He just isn't. You have to just take him out of the equation, have him pitch the next day if needed. Like, come on. Especially when you tell him that he's out. Once you're, you're out, out, you're not starting out. the game. You're, you're checked not out. starting the game. You're not starting the game. He gave up a three-run home run, didn't pitch. I mean, Urshela was, uh, you know, error to, to, um, to start the inning, unearned runs, but the ball was still out of the ballpark. It was still a three-run shot. So the result still wasn't great. Yes, they won the game. Just a very, very strange move by Aaron Boone. Another six home runs allowed move. in his last twenty-six innings pitch for Domingo Herman. So but you know, tra- we talk about the communication. The he's a communicator. He's there to to make sure that he's you know on the same page as the guys. How about starting your guys in a position to win? How about that? Yeah, just a, it's very odd, very odd decision and, and stupid, a, a stupid decision. Frankly, just a stupid decision. Logan Gilbert for the Mariners shut the Yankees down. He retired 18 Yankees in a row to end his outing. The Yankees uh, just got dominated one Thursday hit, afternoon. Seven yeah. innings. So after some feel-good feel good baseball, offensively especially, in the first two games, nothing, nada against, against Gilbert uh, and the Mariners. I don't know. He looked really good. I was watching as, as, as the workday was going on today. Um, I, I just did a quick Google search on Logan Gilbert and Fangraphs wrote some in-depth nerd analysis of him and why he's he's been so spectacular this year. And apparently Gilbert is all about the analytics. So of course that's uh Fangraphs. So the, the pitching analytics up. combat the Yankee nerd analytics in a way that shows up in the box score as one hit, seven innings domination. Well, good pitching is always going to be good hitting and good pitching analytics is always going to be good hitting analytics. That's just the nature of baseball. That's just the nerd way. That's just the nerd way. And that's fine. Two out of three, I will take it. That's where we are. Better than one out of three. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, looking ahead, Chad Green, number one thing here, Chad Green is the interim closer. That was made apparent. You know, they're they're allowing Aroldis Chapman to work through his issues in a non-closer capacity, which I fully agree with at this point. When he comes back out, takes a giant dump on the mound and uh, and shows that he can't, you know, when, when Chapman can't come back and like, you know, mentally get back uh, and, and, and actually close a save after his meltdown, then you have to remove him from the spot. And that's what happened. Chad Green uh, becomes the closer. Game two of this series, uh, he's able to come in and lock it down. But Chapman's still coming into these games and and pitching, just not in a close situation. Yeah, I guess the concerning thing is that his fastball was at 94 miles an hour in that situation. And maybe that's just him not being amped up because it is not a closed situation. And there is a difference, like it's been talked about. Like guys, guys can get less amped up when they're pitching in a mop-up role. But that that's far off from where he needs to be. So I, I mean I don't understand how there's a correlation though with no I'm saying if you miles want an hour to versus one oh one oh one one hundred you know no, average no, I, velocity ninety nine all I was saying is if you want to say he wasn't as amped up fine that's gonna maybe bring it down bro to if you're getting amped up and five mile an hour velocity is what that's, the difference is that's crazy you misunderstood me I'm saying that shouldn't be an excuse. That the no, concern I know, but just like, is that he's clocked at 94. Like that to me says injury or tired arm or mechanic or just trying to do something, something different. I think it's trying to do something different. I think like he's trying you know to when just the, pin, like control. You know when you're better. in little league and they're like, "Hey Johnny, not as tank. Don't aim it. Don't aim the ball, Johnny." You know when you're pitching, yeah. like don't aim it. That's like the the cliche thing to say. In little league. It doesn't matter. You could have been any player. You get on the mound at some capacity. The coach will tell you not to aim it. That's just what they say because they don't know what they're talking about. They just there are certain cliche things that you have to say as a little league coach, and that's one of them. Maybe he was trying to aim it. Maybe he's trying to take some velocity off so that he can control it better and try to understand how the the um, the hand bone is connected to the arm bone and the arm bone is connected to the body so that he could feel the body feel the ball, feel the flow, do the bull dance and throw the ball over the plate. Clearly, clearly, you know, this is something that he's trying to tweak. Uh, and when Aroldis Chapman, who again, this year was backup velocity, first half of the season, back up to the old Aroldis Chapman that we were, we thought this guy had like is starting to go down. With well, control, maybe too. he's with control. At with contr- exactly. Well, that's my point. He's able to control it, throw a high velocity, full max effort. But he's realizing I can't throw it full full velocity at this point without something that's gripping the ball. So I have to figure that out. <clears throat> Maybe that's a huge. That's probably even bigger bigger of a concern than injury. He still walked two guys, so aiming the ball is not working. I don't know. They're gonna. Well, it's a new him... thing. You got to figure out how to aim. You know, you got to get used to aiming a ball. Yeah. So they're gonna let him work through it. I guess. How long are they gonna let him work through it before it becomes a distraction? It's not a distraction. He's just going to work. Through. He's just, they're just going to let him do it. I don't know. Do you There's see no him pitching? Here. Do you see him pitching 
this weekend in Houston in a game, maybe not a save situation, yeah, but in a, in a close game. In a close game? Yeah, like seventh inning or later, or uh, sixth inning or later, close game. Like, like, don't give up runs or else it's bad. We'll get back. We'll we'll get to this in a, in a, in a few here, but um, actually, let's just. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip around while we're uh, while we're talking. But um, number four, let's talk about that first. The Yankees injuries and who's coming back after the break, before the break. Britain, the reason why I'm bringing this up is um, possibly coming back this weekend, as, as soon as this weekend. So that's a guy that would take another one of those spots in a close game rather than Chapman. So I don't know if they would put Chapman in that situation because if Britain is back. We're going to and and Chad Green is your is your closer for right now. Britain's the guy. Okay, so if Britain's back this weekend, the hierarchy is Chad Green number one, Johnny Loisaka number two. Is it Britain number three? Well, unless Britain slots into that number two just because of who he is. Yeah, but like I'd say, those are the three. Those are, uh, interchange them, whatever you want to do. Those are the three, and then and then you know it's up for debate and how 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 frisky you're feeling. I think. Yeah. So I don't know. This is just something to watch. Like maybe after the all-star break, they just press reset and have him as the closer again, unless he pitches this weekend and looks terrible still, then, then I don't know. But there's yeah, also, speak- there's also things happening in the clubhouse that we don't know about, right? Like they know if it's the sticky stuff or not, that's the reason they know it. We don't know it because they're not talking about it. We don't know it definitively, but they know it. They know what the reason is and whether that's mechanical or or he's not feeling great, or there's a fingernail, or whatever, whatever they're saying, or it actually is the sticky shit that he's like, yeah, yo, I can't grip the ball the same. I just can't. I can't do it. They know. So, I mean, that that will lead the decision, I think, big time. Whew, that's that's a pretty big difference if it's just the sticky stuff. He goes from the most effective reliever in baseball to can't get outs. He was different in the first half. The way that he was throwing with that top velocity, max effort, locating. And a good splitter. A good splitter. Number two, three games in Houston. First time the Yankees are going to Houston, obviously, since the their cheating scandal. I want to prepare you and everyone else. If the Yankees take two out of three or better this weekend, people will be buying back into this season, entering the All-Star break. Let's go. You agree with that? They should be. Two out of three, and they should be bought back in, just like that? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, Wow. You don't even before the the eight games against the Red Sox right after the All Star break. Like we can't. Yeah, you got to go in with that. You got to go into that game again. If you're if you're buying back in before those games, great. You may get. You may get. Look, look. Let me tell you something. Sports sports is a fucked up thing. You got to put your emotions out on the line. You have to do that. If you emotionally can't get behind it, then you're just gonna live in in a, in a in a dumpster fire for a long time, and that's not a fun place to live. You need to get your hopes up because if you don't, then you're not going to see it again after they, if they don't do well in those, in that first stretch, but going into that first stretch, take, take two or three in Houston, feeling good about that. All-star break, find some good vibes going on. We see the, you know, the, um, the young kids coming up. We got our, 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 you know, future that's going to be playing in the futures game, feeling good. It's got to go into the first games. Uh, the those boss that Boston series feeling good. You, okay, have, to, I'm you have to put your emotions on the line. You, here. I'm talking about you, the fan. Me, the yeah, fan. That's exactly. I, what I, I, no matter what happens this weekend, I'm not buying in until I see them play better against Boston. So after 
definitely after the Tampa series, after the all-star break, but possibly after the two Boston series, if in those eight games against Boston, they go six and two, I'll be bought back in. What if they go 500? No, that doesn't do you anything. That's just days on the calendar wasting away. But like you, you get at a certain point that even if you start playing better, you're going to run out of time. No, you don't just have to you. start playing better. You have to start playing unbelievably well. You still have to start winning 75% of your baseball games. That's the I only way you, this but team I also, is going to make I also, I also uh, know that you're exaggerating a bit on what that is because it's not all rooted in just the AL East. Like the, the wild card... The wild card race in the other divisions, the, the, there are not a ton of teams like banging down the door of the wild card spot either. The Yankees are four and a half games out behind Oakland. So okay. there's an opportunity but there who still, are the even, teams, even outside the AL East. Who are the teams ahead of the Yankees in the wild card right now? Two of the two of the five teams are AL East teams. But yeah, but I'm talking about the last wild card spot and then there's only one. Okay, so it's the team that we just took two of three from, and then Toronto, who we swept. Seattle sucks. Okay, well, I'm People, just saying we took two Seattle, of three. Of them. Yeah, Seattle might have a better record than you. This is why but they, they hate have you. a minus fifty run difference. This is why they hate. This is minus why they hate you. fifty. Okay, all the just, other teams are much better than the Mariners. I just think that the Mariners after came Boston into the series games, very, very hot too. They came in as a hot team. If the Yankees go 500 against Boston. That doesn't do them any good. That's just wasting days on the calendar. They have to take minimum. Okay, here, here. I'll feel good if three out of four at home against Boston, split with Philly in the two games, split with Boston in the four games at Boston, two out of three from Tampa in Tampa. I'll feel good. That's not dominating by any means. You're playing too much. You're putting too much of the eggs in the basket with the AOL East. Uh, on on those particular games, there's still another opportunity to make it into the playoffs, and and honestly, like that's what I'm looking at. That's what I'm looking at. Okay, but I'm looking at. Think Toronto. about how the math works, though. Okay, I, I know how math they works. only have so many games left on the calendar, and there's a ton of them are against the AL East. Great, so you're gonna have to start winning your games, even if you don't catch those AL East teams. You have to win the games. You have to of just win the game win the on games. your schedule. You have to, okay? especially if the other team wins the game. You have to win the games, and when they win the games, or you the beat Yankees the have to teams. win the games on their schedule, and most of the games on their schedule are AL East teams. Right now, right now, we have to be five games better than Oakland and Toronto. Yep, six that, games that, better than Toronto because you don't have the tiebreaker against Toronto. Well, they're four and a half, so this is a trick question. Five. Yes, maybe it'll 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 eventually even out. You just paused and I thought you lost power. It's possible that I did. But yeah, so they they do have to beat well who knows what the rest of the season, but yes, they have to um uh but they have to be, Toronto is what is right now is in their way. Oakland is in their way. Those two teams right now. So, yes, in theory they could still lose to Boston. They could still split with Boston and split with uh, Tampa and be in a position to take that wild card spot. They have to look at that last wild card spot. To me, if I'm the Yankees, I'm zeroing in on those on that spot. Like, yeah, I want to beat all the AL East opponents. I understand that. But the odds are not in my favor for a lot of those um a lot of those situations. But Toronto, I can do that. Uh and then and then I'm looking at Oakland. 
Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's an opportunity. There's a window here. There's a window for them to do it. That's a narrow. To, that's a narrow window, though, because if you're not winning is. the games against the AL East teams, I'm not even talking about catching them. If you're not winning those games, you're probably not winning enough games to catch Oakland. I mean, it depends what Oakland does. You're right, but but no, of course you're trying to win those games. I'm just saying it's not. You don't have to catch Tampa, and you don't have to catch Boston. So therefore, you don't have to win those series every single time. If you go 500. Then you're Just kicking be the third can best in your you're division. kicking the can down the road and still looking at that last wild card spot. All right, what's number three to look forward to, look ahead to? Big. This is a big one. Number three. This is a big one. Garrett Cole versus Zach Greinke at Houston on a Saturday. No sticky stuff. No cameras. Mono mano. Two guys <laughs> coming into Houston without sticky stuff. I have not looked at Zach Greinke's numbers since the non-sticky stuff. Zach Greinke just strikes me as someone that like doesn't probably, use sticky stuff. He just like figures it out. Yeah. Just a reminder, friendly reminder. That's what I'm here for. Garrett Cole's ERA since the sticky stuff scandal is 5.24 in 34 and a third innings pitched. He not needs ideal. a good start before the all-star break. Especially that, against Houston in Houston. Especially against Houston in Houston. If he goes and gets another five innings, three, four, five oh runs... It's just like, what are we doing at this point? That's a really bad place to do this. If if we this this, we this bad really feelings gives me going pause. into the All Star break, that's why it's like, okay, say the Yankees win two out of I three don't want bad in feelings Houston. going into the All Star break. I don't want that. Here's a scenario: the Yankees win two out of three in Houston, but Garrett Cole loses and doesn't pitch well on Saturday. I'm sorry, that doesn't make me feel good. Nothing that Garrett Cole has done recently is making anybody feel good. It, nothing, nothing. Not his answers to the questions. Not the not the not the result on the field. Nothing. Him in Houston just brings up bad memories for us. And it's like you know, it's like visiting. It's like you're you know you're dating someone and you're going back to like the their ex the ex boyfriend's house and you're in a. It's not a good spot. You don't feel great about it. Okay. You don't feel great about it. Sounds like some dark memories that you're digging up there. <laughs> so you go in. And you, of course, you want them to, you want them to look good going back there, right? Because, because now they're yours. Mm-hmm. You want them to look good. And now there's no sticky stuff. Now there's no excuse. We're going to go into Houston. We're going to light that, that bitch on fire and we're going to, you know, no <laughs> sticky stuff. Make, make some, make some waves, uh, with, with Garrett Cole getting back in the winning column. You got to, got to feel well. good with that one. Just pitch, just pitch well, well, please. Man. So we just like stop worrying about the freaking sticky stuff and Garrett Cole. That's all I ask. Houston's offense is sick. So it's not going to be easy. You mentioned already number four was Yankees injuries. Britain could be back. Severino tossed a bullpen session yesterday in Somerset. He could face live hitters this weekend. Originally, they said the, the groin was going to push him back a month. So I think now we're, what are we looking at? Like late August as mid, mid to late August as the timetable for him? I, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, no, I'd say I'd say August. If he's throwing a live hitters, that's the first thing you do before you get into a rehab stint. Um, you know, I don't know how many rehabs it would take for him to get going. Two, three max, Th- three max. I don't know. Well, it's not well, really a rehab. Pull- it's actually a workup. It's more of a spring training, actually. So now, me, me, now you're also you're not back. only working back up your arm strength. Yeah. You're also worried about not re-injuring the groin muscle. Well, hopefully you're not worried about that because if you're worried about that, you're going to re-injure it. So let's let's just you know hopefully you know what I mean though they have to because this is now you're worrying the plan for Severino is okay you're pushing off that's going to affect your groin and also we need to make sure your arm strength is back where it needs to be like this is kind of a mess 
the, no, the, the groin, the groin is what it is. Like the injury, you, you, I'm not worried about that right now. If the injury is a problem later, it's going to show up anyway. It's more about working the arm back. That's what I was, I was, uh, this is not just like a regular rehab, obviously. He is starting from ground zero, essentially, and needs to get his arm in, in shape. So essentially, this is a spring training. So yes, we're looking at, we're looking at probably mid-August. And uh, Darren O'Day is back on the injured list. Boone said the significant to his hamstring is his injury. To, oh, God. The hamstring injury, <laughs> significant in nature. It is not late. good. And it was the same hamstring that 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 he blew out in, what, 2018? So not not a good look. Probably never so going to see him again. Here's Did we see thing. him for, like, what, 10 minutes? Who cares? Brian Cashman's bullpen additions this offseason were... Justin Wilson and Darren O'Day. Neither has worked out so far. Yeah, and and Adovino was the reason, like the the swap out, and he dominated the Yankees. Fuck, <laughs> it's just not been the bullpen's been fine overall. The bullpen's been fine. Loizaga has been the brightest star in the bullpen. He's taken the biggest step forward. But you made two acquisitions in free agency this offseason in the bullpen. They've both been bad. So not a good look. Usually Cashman's very good at building bullpens. Clark Schmidt, Clark Schmidt of note, also mm-hmm. facing live hitters. Next step again is for him to um, enter into a rehab situation. Obviously, young guy has been pretty much plagued by injuries ever since college. I mean, they drafted him and he was hurt, which is part of the course for the New York Yankees. Um, but, you know, he could definitely play, uh, play a role coming up, I'd say, after the All-Star break. I, I'd say that he's also, if he's, if he's, you know, he's probably in the Severino role. At this point, like they're we, probably pretty close. We interviewed him, didn't we? Yeah, after he got drafted. Was that the most boring interview we've ever done? I don't think so. Who am I thinking of that just didn't really say anything? Like he he just seemed really nervous and like didn't want to talk. I don't remember. I got to think back, but I don't think it was him. Okay. Sorry, Clark Schmidt. I had okay. things to talk about with him because my sister went to US, USC. Uh, I'm Carolina thinking of someone else than that, that we interviewed. Anyway. All-Star Game Home Run Derby next week. Otani. You excited to watch Otani in the Home Run Derby? I, I am. I got it. Yeah, I, I am. am. Yeah, I want to see it. I like it. That's uh, I'm glad he's in it. Who else is in it? Why don't you Google that one? I'm going to Google who else, is, who else is in this Home Run Derby. Obviously, the baseball All-Star Game and Home Run Derby was much more important to me when I was younger. Some of my favorite memories uh, were watching the Home Run Derbies when everyone was just juiced up and Sammy Sosa was sweating bullets swinging out of his shoes. Ken Griffey Jr. just looked awesome hitting home runs out of Camden Yards, out of Fenway Park, out of Coors Field. It's back in Coors Field this year, first time since 1998. Josh Hamilton home run derby is probably the one everyone's going to point to as their favorite just because it was at Yankee Stadium and he was hitting balls to parts of Yankee Stadium that we'd never seen before. Aaron Judge won the home run derby. Four Yankees have won the home run derby um, in our lifetime i don't know if you want to count like those sat do you remember those saturday morning home run derby like between willie mays and mickey mantle they they would replay them are you, i was gonna say are you asking me if i remember them I know or you're old I, but like seen, no no they would re- the they would replay them on like saturday morning and they're in black and white yeah they i've were, seen they, yeah the replay they're, they were fun to watch because you get the you get the uh interviews the, and stuff. the interviews and there's nobody there it's just a yeah. very funny i i, they, I still they did to this day the i think they, they should they got i mean why why have they not recreated those yet so it's just agents probably get in the way saying like, we don't want to risk injury because th- those would happen in the off season in Los Angeles. Come on. Like it's such an easy thing to do at this point. And the prize would be like 
four thousand dollars or something like that. It was wild. But so, uh, yeah, home run derby. Hold on, real quick. Home run derby. We're looking at. Uh, okay, so uh, Shohei Otani, um, Juan Soto, mm. Joey Gallo, okay. Trevor Story. All right, Matt Olson. Okay, this one I love because this was uh, they they essentially. Um, Gave him the uh, the entrance here. Trey Mancini. Good for I'm Trey. Gonna, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Trey Mancini just because of... He's of, impossible uh, not to root for. Absolutely. Um, and who else uh, we got here? Salvador Perez. Sneaky home run hitter. And then Pete Alonzo. Goofiest, goofiest goober in baseball history. I can't look at him and not think goober. He's just like... He's just... Such a goober. You know, Luke Voigt probably wishes that he was in the home run derby. Like after the season he had last year, I feel like he's a guy that would just eat the home run derby up. Absolutely. No, sh- no shirt. Definitely sleeveless. He would, he would be fun to watch. Probably pull an oblique muscle, but hey, the Not Dems, Dems the breaks. So that's what's coming up. Also, uh, Jason Dominguez is going to be playing in the futures game. Um, so that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm going to watch that. I mean, everybody's going to watch that because it's like, we haven't seen him. We've never this, seen him before. It's going to be he like, literally is an alien. He's a Martian <laughs> in the sense that we've never seen this guy. Actually. It's been like, you know, Bigfoot footage, like, you know, fuzzy video and like hazy images. cell phone camera footage through a chain link fence. This is going to be high definition on television. And I think he's so, taking yes. over a Twitter account or an Instagram account of some sort. He's doing one of these social media things too which may or may not be actually him, but it, they're saying it's him. That'll be fun. Get his personality out there. He's actually he's actually active on Twitter. I'm looking forward to watching him play this game because I want to see him. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get way too excited. He's going to hit the ball hard. He's going to run fast. He's going to do a lot of things. And I'm going to say, get that motherfucker in the Bronx now. Scott's already, Scott's basically telling you that on the next episode that we do, the Yankees are going to hopefully have taken two out of three from Houston. Garrett Cole is going to have pitched pretty good. Jason Dominguez is going to have played in the Futures game, and he's going to be back on the World Series bandwagon. <laughs> he's the new ref Snyder coming in. Let's go. All right. That's going to do it for today's Friday Fives. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you again on Monday. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.